You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economics and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Christina Clifton and I'm a Senior Economist in the CBA Research Team. Today I'm joined by Belinda Allen, who's also a Senior Economist in the Australian Economics Research Team. Now we're here today to discuss the May Household Spending Intentions Report. But before that we do that, last week we saw the RBA take most of us by surprise and lift the cash rate by 50 basis points to 0.85%. Um, so, Belinda, what are the main reasons for the hike and what do you expect the RBA to do over the rest of this year? Hi, Christina. Look, it certainly was a surprise at the June board meeting, not because they raised rates, but because they raised rates by half a percentage point. So, most market forecasters had expecting them, including us, to lift by 25 basis points. So that more aggressive lift and the tone of the statement has certainly suggested to us that the Reserve Bank wants to kind of get on with tightening monetary policy to front load the rate hikes from here just because of the inflation outlook. So we now have had to make some changes to our forecast for the cash rate by the end of this year. So we now have the Reserve Bank lifting the cash rate again in July by 50 basis points and then a series of 25 basis point lifts to get the cash rate to 2.1% by year end. So that's up on our previous forecast where we had the RBA stopping uh, their hikes at 1.6%. Okay, Belinda. So based on these uh, larger increases in the cash rate that um, the team is now expecting, um, what changes if any, have you made to your economic forecast as a result of a, of a higher and, um, and a faster tightening in the cash rate? So we, we have had to make some changes to our economic forecast, both in terms of economic growth, uh, but also the unemployment rate and home prices as well. So I think the, the point really is, the cash rate profile we now have with the Reserve Bank taking the cash rate to 2.1% is really taking the cash rate into contractionary territory. So it is going to impact uh, on the economy and in particular uh, on the consumer. Uh, so we have had to downgrade both our forecasts for household consumption as well as our forecasts uh, for economic growth uh, and also lift up our unemployment rate forecasts in late 2023. Uh, So, for example, for uh, calendar year 2022, we now expect GDP growth of 3.5%. Uh, that's down from our previous forecast of 4.7%. And we now expect a below trend 2.1% lift in economic growth in 2023 from a previously expected 3.1%. We also expect after the unemployment rate kind of sitting at around 3.8% level over this year, we do expect the unemployment rate to trend higher over the second half of 2023 just because the Australian economy will be growing uh, below trend and we have that unemployment rate sitting at four and a half percent. Okay Belinda can I also just ask you about house prices Mm. um 
you know, we know house prices are, are really sensitive to interest rates. Um, so with the cash rate set to go higher and, and go into contractionary territory, um, what are your forecasts for house prices? Well, we have already seen national dwelling prices peak. So we, we saw that in April and they, they did post a small decline in May. So home prices were already moderating, particularly in their growth rate prior to the first rate hike by the RBA back in May. And I think that's really reflective of the strong growth we saw over 2021 where national home prices rose by over 20%. But with the official cash rate now rising and with fixed rate mortgages already lifting, uh, we now have had to downgrade our forecast for home prices. So we do expect home prices to fall nationally by around 15% over the next 18 months. And we do have Sydney and Melbourne are falling more than the other capital cities. But as I said, the, the context is really critical to this. Uh, the gains in 2021 were absolutely extraordinary. Uh, and that was really driven by low interest rates. So with higher interest rates uh, already occurring, we do have those home prices coming off. Okay. Um, so turning our attention now to the household spending intentions or um, what we call the HSI reading for May, um, can you tell us what some of the key highlights in that May report were? Yeah, that's right. So we did see a lift in the HSI in May uh, by 2.9% and that took the index to 115.9. Now, it's important just to put that in context. We did see falls in April uh, and that's mainly because of seasonal patterns that are heavily impacting the data. If we think back to April, we did have a string of public holidays uh, because of Anzac Day uh, and Easter as well. So the HSI was always going to bounce in May. Uh, Sometimes looking at the annual growth rate can be a little bit more helpful. So if we look back over the past year, the HSI has risen by 7.9%. Uh, and But that's also reflecting stronger consumer prices as well. So part of that lift is driven by higher prices, but also volume lifts as well. And in May, we did see seven out of the 12 categories record a gain, four recorded a fall, and one recorded a flat outcome. Okay, so it looks like the consumer is in, you know, pretty good shape um, as this tightening cycle by the RBA uh, kicks off. Um, We did see the home buying component of the HSI lift in May. Um, Perhaps a little strange given that the RBA did start their tightening cycle at the start of May. So can you explain what happened with that home buying component? Yes, it is a little bit counterintuitive. So we saw home buying spending intentions up by 14.8% in May, but that comes after a sharp fall in April. So definitely seasonal factors after the string of public holidays in April did lead to those gains in May. We did see a rebound in home loan applications and a rebound in Google search terms as well relating to the housing market. It's probably best to look at what home buying intentions have done uh, over the past year and since the peak. So it did peak back in March 2021 and home buying intentions are down 13% by then. So definitely softening uh, and we do expect it to continue to soften from here uh, just based on the interest rate outlook and, and some moderation we're already seeing in terms of auction clearance rates and lending as well. Okay. So, Belinda, you mentioned that some of the about, I think you said seven of the the HSI components Mm. rose in the month. Can you just 
uh, quickly run us through uh, where we're seeing um, the strongest spending intentions in the economy at present. So the, the two strongest ones are definitely health and fitness uh, and transport as well. So we saw a 12.8% lift in health and fitness spending intentions in May, uh, a lot of that is being driven by an increase in spend. Uh, and if we just think about uh, what we're spending our money on in, compared to May 2021, we're spending on pharmacies. And I think that's really driven by rapid antigen tests. And we're getting back to commercial sports and seeing the doctor and going to health and beauty spas as well. The other major game was in transport. Uh, So that rose by 11.7% in May and is up by 70.1% over the past year. And once again, really two important drivers there, an increase in mobility in the Australian economy as people are returning to the office a little bit more and travelling around. But also the other major factor is higher petrol prices. So two of the biggest increases in spending we've seen over the past year have been at service stations but also for taxis as well, and that's reflecting increased mobility. Okay, and in terms of the components uh, which fell, uh, which were those ones? We did see a fall in travel in May. Now, this comes off a very strong reading over recent months. So travel spending intentions were down by 1.5% in May, and that was after reaching a record high back in April. So it is clear that we're spending a lot more on travel again and it's really interesting that when we look at that data, how we're travelling is shifting again. So during the pandemic, we really lifted uh, our spending on things like camper trailers, camping grounds, uh, whereas now we've seen a big lift in the dollar value spent at airlines, on hotels and motels, and even cruise ships as well, and travel agents. So a real shift in spending patterns coming through. The other main area that we did see a fall in April was in travel spending intentions. That was down by 4.1% in May, but that comes after a very strong April where because of those public holidays, we did see a lot more people getting out and about, uh, eating and drinking out, and, and spending a lot on more recreation facilities as well. So some pullback there. Okay. Um, Yeah, thanks, Belinda. It was great to talk to you today and great to have you um, on the other side of the microphone. (laughs) Thanks, um, Christina. Compared to to normal, you're you're (laughs) normally our our interviewer. Um, Yeah, so thanks for joining us today. Uh, You can read Belinda's full HSI report, which was published on the 14th of June on combankresearch.com.au. The data used in the ComBank Household Spending Intentions series is a combination of the CBA data and publicly available Google Trends data. Any reference to the term CBA data means that the proprietary data of the bank um, has been used. As the statistics take into account only the bank's data, it may not reflect all the trends in the market. All customer data used or represented is anonymised and aggregated before analysis and is used and disclosed in accordance with the bank's privacy policy.